You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the show that you call and decide what you want to talk about. So let's have some fun. Let's, let's find out what it is you want to talk about today. Um, there was a ton of news today regarding wide receivers, Julio Jones going to Tampa. Um, the guy that we got, it's funny, there's all the battles on Twitter about, we should have got Julio, and it's like, no, we got a guy that's just as good. Well, our guy Sammy Watkins is already hurt, so, um, so there's that. Don't know the extent of it, don't know how much Julio got paid, any of that stuff quite yet. I haven't seen any details, um, but it's been, it's been interesting. So, um, I asked people if they wanted to call in with their frustrations. I've got a bunch of calls here already, but it'll be interesting to see if anybody wants to vent about the uh, the Julio situation or not. But um, I got to figure out what we want to start with here. I, I like to go in order because it's hard to keep track of all these, but we've, we've got a couple that we're going to have to start with. Another big, sort of big breaking news thing. Um, not really breaking news, but all anybody wants to talk about. Aaron Rodgers showed up to training camp as Cameron Poe from Con Air, and I love it. I think it's freaking amazing but um believe it or not Cameron Poe decided to uh to call into the show with his displeasure so why don't we start off the call here with um John slash Cameron yeah man this here is Cameron Poe and I just got some comments on uh number 12 trying to steal my signature look I don't appreciate it I mean I created the long hair wife beater and jeans look years ago and now even though A-Rod is devastatingly handsome like myself there's no room for two of us on this earth well maybe I can make an exception because he is devastatingly handsome it's true it's getting weird though JJ give me your thoughts on this (laughs) and I'll be listening go pack go you guys are all you're all stupid um I can't comment on on anything that you said necessarily because it got super weird and uncomfortable, but I think it's awesome. And as weird as it sounds, it is the most motivation I've had to work out in a long time because I want to pull off the Cameron Poe look. I'm even sitting here thinking, I wonder how long it takes to grow out your hair like that. Although I got, my hair doesn't really do super good when it's long. I got like thick hair, so it kind of like gets poofy. It doesn't really... I mean, you know, eventually if it gets long enough, but it's still, it just, it doesn't work. I don't, I don't have that, uh, although it's thinning nicely. So maybe, maybe now if I try to grow it out, it'll, it'll look like, uh, the eighties hair metal look either way or either way. I, I'm, I'm not able to pull off. I mean, I, I could pull off a wife beater. It's just the wrong type of, of wife beater look. You know what I mean? There's a couple different looks. You got the, uh, South Central LA look. You got the Cameron Poe look, and then you got Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force look. I'm leaning toward the Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force look. And that's that's not that's not great. Good morning, Carl. How's it going? Oh yeah. Good morning to you there, Mr. Food Monster. This is how it's going. Look at my freaking car. It is crushed to bejesus and back. Carl is my hero. Um anyways, we are um geez, we are closing in on four minutes into the show and we don't have any any um anything from Tom yet, so we have to rectify that. Why don't we get to a call from Tom? Because this is the Tom Austin show, after all. We'll uh, maybe I'll split them up a little bit. We'll we'll do one call from Tom, take a break, come back, more Tom, and we'll just we'll just rock through some Tom. See what Tom's got for us today. Hello, this is Tom Austin with an after midnight call because I am bored and got nothing better to it's do. Twelve oh one to be specific. 
couple of questions. Question number one. Do you wait until 1201? Who, who are you taking, you know, fantasy draft this year, fantasy leagues? Who, who, who are you eyeballing for your mm. first overall pick once okay. given the opportunity? Yeah. What? Second question. Hold on. Never mind. No, continue. Question That's confusing, but go ahead. Sorry. Is? Yeah. All right, we'll stop because you, you need to collect your thoughts. First overall pick in the it, – it's got to be Jonathan Taylor, right? I, I've done – listen, if that's a stupid answer, I'm sorry. I have done literally zero homework into this. Maybe if you think Cooper Cup can do it again, you know, you go wide receiver. I know it's a bold strategy. You should go, go running back or whatever. Um, but I, it, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor, right? Just based on production and whatnot, I would assume. That's what I'm thinking. Continue. Give me one second. Going through a quick little house. Second question. Are you breaking into someone's house? You said that uh, NFL players are like superheroes. Yeah. When you were talking about A.J. Dillon completely destroying a human being. Yep. What name would you give that man in specific? In the Pacific? What would be A.J. Dillon's superhero name? Okay. And then five. We'll stop there. Um, he's got three three calls and three questions per call. The guy calls in with with uh, Baker's dozen <laughs> questions a day. I love it. I dig it. AJ. All right. All right. Let me think. So we've got to combine something strong and powerful and something Packersy. So we got Dylan. What, what what are the we got Hulk. Who are some other strong superheroes? Rhino from like Spider Man and stuff. They're always very just straightforward. There's nothing. There's nothing deep about these names, you know. Iron Man, Hulk, Spider Man, Batman, Superman, The Flash. So it's 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 got to be just like a word that's just kind of just just there, you know. It's nothing crazy. It's just like uh, The Rock. I mean, you wouldn't do The Rock, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Something like that. Boulder Man. There's the thigh thing. Cheese. Um, is there a strong cheese? I mean, there's a strong tasting cheese, but now, see, that's what I mean. You're getting a little too, you're getting a little too heady here. It needs to be just something just, you just plop out there. You know what I mean? Very generic and like, wow, you, you spent no time thinking about that, did you? And it's like, no, I didn't. I've already put too much thought into this name. Door County, he likes. Doorman. That's, no, that's insulting. <laughs> just call him a doorman. It's, it's, uh, I don't know how we got here. Um, think. Thigh Master? No. I mean, it would work if there wasn't like a, a thing called the Thigh Master. It's actually a sweet name if you think about it. Depending on the context, I suppose. You ever seen the movie Warlock? I don't know why that just popped into my head. Um, the Warlock doesn't really fit this thing. I, I, I remember watching that as a kid. The only thing I really remember is like the two eyeballs in the guy's hand, and I thought it was the best movie ever. Killing me, man. What 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 is his superhero name? I'm gonna I'm gonna, should I call a friend? I'm gonna phone a friend on Twitter here, I think. Lambo Rambo. I don't know, man. I just gotta get off the question. We're going it doesn't make any sense, but I I, I got nothing. That's tell you what, that is gonna be a phone a friend, but I'm not gonna go to Twitter. Call in, give me your best AJ Dillon superhero name. We'll play some of the suggestions. We'll see who ends up uh, coming up with the best one. All right, sorry, continue on with uh, question number three. Emily from my Third question uh-huh. of my first call. I'll be calling in the morning <laughs> and in the afternoon because I'm going to try and make this in my show. Yep. Got it. Thank you for hosting it, by the way. Yeah. Third question. Yes. Why do yep. you hate uh, classic movies like okay. Roadhouse? Yep. Give an opportunity. Come on. Watch it. So my question is, why haven't you watched it yet? Just rent it. All right, good night. Talk to you in the morning. All right, dude. Take it easy. Talk to you in 48 seconds. Um, I don't hate classic movies. I don't even hate classic movies that suck. I've mentioned several times I'm a big Steven Seagal fan. All his movies are trash. I love all his movies. And it seems like Roadhouse is like right in that vein. However, I will say I I doubt I'm going to like it. Because if I go back and watch those 80s cheesy movies, they all suck. And they're not, I, I ruin my image of what they were like. You know what the other thing is that I, I was thinking about? 
it's weird because you think, well, it's just older movies, you know, they're not as good, the acting isn't as good, and therefore, you know, they're it's it's whatever. But you go back and watch like The Godfather, acting doesn't suck in The Godfather. So it's not like people couldn't act. Was it just a lower standard where they're like, you know, if you're like an extra, and by extra I mean there's like the main character and then everybody else is an extra and also the main character gets a bunch of, maybe it's partially the writing is is super cheesy and crap. Um, but no, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's true. I, I think you're just upset at my summation of Roadhouse. I read it. Listen, I was being fair. Everything I said was a fair assessment. Some of the writing seems to be stupid. Why is it so, maybe it's a low budget film, I don't know, but would it have been that hard to just put the, the movie in Chicago? It would just make sense. Extortion, rich people, all that stuff. Why are you in the middle of nowhere? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, this is a perfect segue because Clayton did come through. Um, he heard my assessment. He's not happy with my assessment. And so um, I will give Clayton the floor, Mr. Clayton. Your retort. Hey, Ron. Clayton here from Packers Total hey, Access. Listen, since everybody wants to pile on the legend that yep. is James Dalton, you know, let's uh, let's talk about you guys for a second. First of all, Jacob looks like he's one ounce away from overdosing on beard oil. <laughs> JJ's too busy begging people to sign up for Patreon so he can continue to buy $2 GameStop gift cards to pay his jabronis to call into your show, pretend like he's the host, making you more confused than a fart in a fan factory. You got Sam Holman over there in the corner nerding out on all 22 film like my dad at the mullet convention. It's unbelievable. I'm pretty sure Goose is Charlie Chaplin reincarnated, while Coach Hahn spends three and a half days gawking over the left tackle's kick steps. You talk about James Dalton's mysterious past, when the only thing the man's guilty of is being a pillar of the Jasper community. I'm telling you right now, Ryan, you keep poking the bear. Don't be surprised if you wake up to the cornbread mafia banging on your barn doors to cancel your first pick. You people are lower than snake's belly in a wagon rut. Anyways, as Uncle Bill says, let me know. People make me sick. <laughs> well, I I guess that's all fair. I don't I I don't know that I've ever been compared to a fart before, but um I mean I've been called a lot of stuff, but that seemed childish. <laughs> in a what fact in a fan factory. Got it. No, I get it. Still, you still called me a fart, and I don't appreciate that. Noted, Clayton. Noted, got it. While we are um, still in the realm of ridiculousness, I, I did get this call that we're going to have to get to um, because, I don't know, man, things are off the rails and we might as well just continue on down that track before we get to <laughs> just get it all out of our system and see if we got any, any I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> it's the Riddler. I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time and I've come to two conclusions. Number one, you are very well spoken and knowledgeable about the Green Bay Packers. It's a pretty good voice. And number over. two is a riddle. Riddle me this, Ryan. All right. What do they play for insomniacs who don't respond to strong drugs? The answer: Cold your part. podcast. Oh. <laughs> Packers without borders. Peace out. <laughs> All right. So I get it. I get it. Plug in your show. That's fair. Getting, I'm, <laughs> I have no control over this show. That's fine. That's how it's supposed to be. I, I, I can't help but wonder about the riddle, though. I, I want to answer. You didn't let me answer. I mean, I did answer Coldplay, but I, that was just the first thing that popped into my head. Let me, let me, let me think about this. What do they play for insomniacs that, uh, you know, drug, drugs aren't working? My podcast. I don't know. I um, I think I yell too much. You know, honestly, and I'm not even talking about boring. You know, what would be a, a really good Packers podcast to play if you're trying to fall asleep. John Meerdings podcast. I'm not saying the guy's boring, but that voice <sighs> might as well have like a rain machine and and a fan going at the same time. It'll just it'll just it'll just soothe you to sleep. All right, why don't we go over to Andy because Andy's always got the serious. Um, He's, he's, he's always bringing the serious stuff. Usually I can't answer his questions, but um, let's see what Andy's got for us today. Hi, Ryan. This Hi. is Andy from Kansas. I'm sitting in my postal vehicle working through this uh, microwavable burrito mm -hmm. in my solitude, and 
and are, shame and most likely judgment once this phone call hits the airwaves. Those are pretty and good. I'm thinking about hot sauce. how Packers fans are reacting to the David Bakhtiari on, on the pup list, yeah. which is the preseason pup list, not the real pup list. But nonetheless, there's kind of a freak out I, I've heard and read kind of going on. And the thing that's getting at me is uh, it's being listed that he hasn't played football in 20 months, which kind of seems ridiculous considering a bunch of those months there isn't any football being played. Um, I don't really read it. I don't really see it in print as X number of games missed. And, uh, well, as I said, I've got my hands full with Kroger's best attempt at microwavable Mexican cuisine. Um, so I'm wondering uh, if Elton Jenkins goes on – the let me just stop real quick about before you move off of that first thing um i get what you're saying because there is a difference and it probably just depends what it is you're specifically talking about but i think there is some credibility to just the total number of days because it's that many of days that many days since the last time you've actually played football which will have i would assume some level of impact um you know even if there's you know i mean if, if there's no football for five years because of some new pandemic uh, COVID pox. Ooh, I got to get flagged. COVID Fauci, unvaccinated, Rogers COVID, um, Joe Rogan. Um, That sweeps through for five years and there's no football. You could technically say you haven't missed any games, but still not having played for five years is going to have some kind of an impact. Anyways, continuing on. Regular season pup list. By the time he comes off of that, are his total number of games missed around the same number as David Bakhtiari's? Because if they are, I don't hear the panic about Jenkins nearly as much as I hear the panic of uh, about Bakhtiari. Um, maybe it's because Bakhtiari's missed two postseasons and Jenkins only one. Pausing again. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm shaky on the timeline with Elton Jenkins. I don't exactly remember the, the details, but... I think the big difference is, as of right now, Elton Jenkins is on the normal schedule, whereas David Bakhtiari is a year past when we thought he might be coming back, or or getting close to that point anyways. it's it's Maybe it was always unrealistic that he'd be coming back a year ago, but still, he's way past the point at which we expected him to be back. We thought he would be able to play maybe, maybe week four or sometime halfway through last season. Um and then it's just it's just the fact that he's still not back, and now you're dealing with constant re-injury. It, there's there's several things now. Elton Jenkins, uh, is, again, in terms of total games, I don't know, but as long as he's on schedule, you know, if he's expected to be out a year and he's out a year and then he comes back, you know, yeah, maybe they played roughly the same games or missed the same games. I don't know, but there's still a big difference, in my opinion. Anyways, maybe we're just desperately grasping. Uh, at the last, you know, good years of Bakhtiari wishing we could, you know, have as much as we possibly can out of it and not worried about Jenkins because he's young. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? As I said, uh, uh, I'm kind of not frustrated, but probably not, shouldn't even be surprised that they listed as total time that Bakhtiari has missed instead of total games. Um, anyway, uh, beef and bean greetings yeah. to you and yours. Bye. Beef and bean, man. Those are those are pretty solid. Again, just get a little bit of a uh, little bit of hot sauce, just dose it on there. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think that's it. I think the the panic is, it's not the total number of games. It's not even time away from the game. It's it's that something is wrong. Something is is not according to schedule. Something is, you know, we thought he was close one year ago. And he didn't come back, and he didn't come back, and then he finally came back really late, and he really hurt his knee. Like it, he played one game, and his knee blew up like crazy. They had to, they were draining his knee every single week, even after like practices, they'd have to drain his knee because of how negatively it reacted to any amount of physical exertion. And then he had an entire off season. The whole thing was. You know, the reason he couldn't come back is because he kept practicing. And because he was practicing and putting weight on it, it kept getting re-injured. And, and what he really needed, what they found out he really needed, is to just stay off it and just not be playing football and not doing any of this. Well, he had an entire offseason to not be doing football-related things. And I'm sure he walked, but nothing super strenuous. And he's still not healthy. 
after an entire offseason of not doing any football activities, he's still off. He's still, there's still something wrong. And yeah, maybe he comes back, you know, by the end of the week or next week or something, and he's good to go. And, and, and all this was for nothing. But that is, I'm just explaining that is the cause for concern, um, as opposed to just looking at total games missed or anything like that. It is the, the simple reality that something is clearly not correct. Um, JJ called in, I uh, got him. He is responding to a question from a couple days ago. What is it like to work with Ryan? Um, I had asked him on discord. He didn't really see it in time or, or respond in time. I mentioned he sent me, I forgot what it was, an audio file or something that was 11 minutes long. And I'm like, I, there's, there's no way, but anyways, he sent a two and a half minute response. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, uh, right now. All right, I'm responding to the question from Justin about what is it like to work with Ryan. And I recorded an answer to this already, and Ryan told me that it was too long and I needed to keep it short and sweet. So that's, you know, an example of what it's like to work with Ryan. Uh, Ryan is like Julio Jones. Yes. He doesn't want to come play with you. (laughs) One time... I was trying to persuade him that we needed to do a photo shoot and get some nice headshots of him so we could actually put pictures of him out. Pause. Sorry. Sorry, JJ. A- am I am I weird here? I'm, I'm just I'm just asking, right? Room full of dudes here. I'm asking. Somebody hits you up and they're like, we should get together and do headshots, like a photo shoot, me and you. Is that... Is that, um, am I alone? Is that weird? Anyways. There instead of just a logo. And he's like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that. Sounds like a lot of hassle. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be in Wisconsin on this date. No big deal. I'll come by, you know, we'll get some pictures. And he's like, yeah, but then I'd have to see you. And, right. you know, I don't like people. So that's, that's Ryan. Um, conversations with him are usually super awkward. Because he just stares at you while you're talking, and then he mutters like, yeah, I guess, I don't know. And then that's like it. Usually, if that's the case, it means I don't, I don't want to do it. This is why he doesn't do fan meetups or go to games, because he absolutely hates talking to people. Yes. All right, but there, there are a bunch of positives. There's more positives than negatives. <laughs> yes. Ryan is super empowering. He never says no to my ideas, or almost never. I mean, he never gives me credit for my ideas either, but, you know, it's the price you pay. But if I pitch a, a crazy harebrained scheme to Ryan, he's usually like, hey, look, let's figure out how we can make it happen. So that's pretty cool. He's also super loyal and generous and caring. Uh, you guys have seen that a ton. I don't need to give examples, but uh, that's a huge, important thing for him. And, you know, one of the positives of the fact that he shows zero affection ever, basically, is that, you know, whenever he does show it, that it, like, is really genuine. There you go. And that's something I like about Ryan. It's like when my oldest daughter likes the food I make. It's like, dude, that is some good food. Crazy, genuine guy. And what you see is what you get. He just is who he is. And he's going to treat you right. He's going to do right by you. So, love working with him. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 working with Ryan. Would recommend. I thought that was all on point aside from the last part where he flat out lied. He would not give it a 9 out of 10. (laughs) Maybe maybe it would tip the scales at like a 6 out of 10. It's not a 9 out of 10. I don't even like working with me a 9 out of 10. Um, and since his friend asked for JJ a second time, JJ has now commandeered my show. Um, so it went from being like a running joke where people are like, hey, JJ. And now JJ's like, hey, that's my question. So I'm going to answer all those. So here's JJ answering another question on my show. This is my response to Justin's uh, <laughs> second voicemail. Justin, buddy, thanks for continuing to call in to Packer and After yeah. with questions for me. Yep. I love it. I love being a part of this show and i'm anyways thank you uh thomas austin has donated a dollar 99 so uh that is the end of that call all right that's it's an iou 
Tom, you owe me $1.99 <laughs> for cutting him off. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we get to Tom Austin number two, then we'll take a break and get back to some other stuff here. Hey, JJ. <laughs> Love the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is Thomas Austin coming with you on a Saturday Tuesday questionnaire. Number one. 7.05 in the morning. What is your favorite mm-hmm. long-term movie franchise? And then... At- long-term movie for so like part one two three four five um what are my options what do you even call those i know it's not called long-term movie franchise i want to google it so i have a list in front i don't usually like those i don't think um like because even if you say like batman isn't isn't it like separate people doing different batmans just kind of all over the place that wouldn't be my answer anyways there's like the dark knight which is awesome and the rest are stupid kind of i think i don't know i've seen Maybe a couple. I I don't know. I have no idea. Spider-Man is not the answer. I mean, Marvel is cool. I've kind of gotten into that. It's it's not my my super favorite thing, but, you know, I watch it. It's fine. Some of them are great. Some of them not so much. I'm By the way, I'm very weird. I, f- I feel like I don't fit in this community. Like, there's, there's sort of this, like, nerdy um, Avengers group that watch it, and then I watch it, and... Stuff that I like, everybody else hates, and then stuff that people like, I'm like, that's stupid. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is maybe the most popular, apparently. I think it's stupid. I don't like Guardians. It's like a weird comedy thing, and it's just kind of boring. Like, it's it's not really that funny, and it just detracts from whatever amount of realism you actually get out of these things, which is minimal anyways, but it just, you know, you got like a talking raccoon. Like, what? Why? I don't, I don't know. It's stupid. Um, but, but then the, it's not even new anymore because they come out with another one, but what is the one Dr. Strange and the whatever, whatever that just came out recently? The reviews on that apparently were terrible. My, my daughter or wife or whatever was telling me that people were like walking out. It was so bad. That was my favorite one. That was awesome. Maybe it's just because of the one I saw in the theaters. I don't know, but that was pretty wicked. So if you think it's great, I probably thought it was stupid, but I can't think of really anything else. Um... Child's Play, maybe? A Chucky series? Oh, Leprechaun. They got a bunch of those. That's a sweet thing. Stupid. Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't bad. I mean, that's kind of weird because it's not like a, it's not really like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's kind of like different versions of the same thing, but then sometimes there's like a prequel and a sequel or whatever, but some of those are awesome. Like the original is the original, which, you know, deserves whatever level of respect. The one with Matthew McConaughey is awesome. That one, I like that one a lot. And then the one with Arlie Ermey, super awesome. Those those three, maybe, and there might be a couple others that are mixed in there. There's, I think there's even like a Mrs. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know. Back in the day when I was a kid, we'd go to the movie store and it would be like, you could pick out two games in a movie. And so I'd go get two games and then I would just beeline to the horror section. You see all this weird stuff. And so I, I think I remember seeing different versions of that actually horror movies are pretty cool with that kind of stuff as far as like series amityville horror had a bunch of good ones um what else i think i think horror movies kind of hold up pretty well when you're talking about that kind of stuff i'm not super sure about anything else um there is um what did i just talk about the godfather godfather's pretty good godfather holds up but i'll leave it at that those, those are my answers after that Question, is there any uh, early draft prospects for this upcoming season that you got your eyes on? Um, I mean, if we're talking about people that the Packers have the potential of drafting, not really. I haven't really looked that deep, but the one guy that I just, I've got circled and really excited about is Jordan Battle. I like Jordan Battle a lot, but I... I He's going to go relatively early. He's a safety, so he won't go like top five probably, but um, maybe slips out of the top 10. Maybe the Packers suck. Maybe we can get Jordan Battle. I don't know. Who knows? But that's that's the one guy that it's like, that guy's that guy's crazy good. More question. Yep. Just now thought of it. Uh, what, what's going on with Ryan? I can almost get a clip of him hating on Packers fans every single new episode of Packing That After Dark. <sighs> For the record, I would I I could almost not hear what he said, and Google translated that as I can almost get a clip of him hating on Pakistan every single new episode, and so I heard him say Pakistan, and I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I'm hating on Pakistan, Packers fans. 
think it's his Illinoisian uh, blood coming out. It could be. All right. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Bye. Bye. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just elaborate. It was your question. I was elaborate. I I was ready to move on with the, the the sitting and shushing thing, and then you brought it up. Like, why do you hate Packer fans? I'm like, look, you know, don't sit and shush people. So it's not like I'm just doing it every day. You do it. You did it. Give me my two dollars. Anyways, we will take a quick break. Hopefully not that quick, because if it's super quick, that means there's no ads and I'm going to stay poor. But uh, we'll take a break. If you want to call in, 608-501-0718. Call into the Tom Austin Show. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Ryan. This is uh, I'm not giving that information. That's fine. Um, I was just wondering what, uh, uh, I hate to go negative, but, uh, wondering what you think about, uh, what, uh, Matt LaFleur's weaknesses may be, uh, you know, looking at his playoff record or maybe he doesn't rule with an iron fist like some would like or something like that. Uh, just want to bring what you think, or if maybe uh, there's some things that like the media has said are weaknesses of his that you actually disagree with. That'd be interesting to hear about too. Uh, yeah, just talk about Matt Lafleur for a little bit. All right, have a good one. Yeah, so I think the um, the losses have been few and far between, but I, I do think a lot of times they might fall on Matt Lafleur's feet. Um, First of all, the the second part of your question, what are some things that the media says about Matt LaFleur that are negatives that I disagree with? The fact that he doesn't win in big games, I've I've dispelled that already. If by big game you just mean playoffs, fine, but there's been a lot of big games and Matt LaFleur very very rarely loses football games. But I, I do think there tends to be a correlation with these losses. Yes, they tend to be against good football teams, but it's, it's more than that. Number one, there was at least... Um, a time when the Packers just did not win after they took a break, bye week or playoffs or whatever. They just did not win coming out of those breaks. Then there was the stretch in California in, I think, 2019. They Remember, they and and maybe this is the whole telephone game thing going on in my brain where I re, every time I tell the story, it gets more extreme. But my recollection is they, they go out to California. They go out maybe, let's say, Friday for a Sunday game. There's a curfew, and some players decide they're going to stay out and they're going to party and they're not going to do what they need to do to get ready for a game. They're going to go out and get sloshed and enjoy Cali. And they go on to lose that game. And then the next time they go out to California, Matt LaFleur pushes it back and they go out Saturday instead of Friday 
Because rather than saying, we are going to go out Friday because we need to be best prepared to win this game, and you will follow the rules, talk about ruling with an iron fist, I'm not going to try to hide problems from you. You are going to choose to do the right things. But instead, he said, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go out on Saturday. That way they don't have the opportunity to make bad decisions, and, and we'll just try to hide from this issue rather than addressing it head on. And that didn't work either. And we just couldn't seem to win. And so there, there seemed to be this issue with being a little bit too relaxed. Coming out of a bye week, maybe people go into their bye week and they're not really doing what they need to do. Uh, week one, having struggles. You know, I mean, once things kind of get revved up, everything's good. But coming out of the offseason, coming out of the bye weeks, coming out of the, the bye week for the playoffs, the preparation and the intensity just isn't where it needs to be. And then when you get to the playoffs, that's amplified because the team you're going up against is not only super talented, but they're taking their, their, um, they're ramping it up to 11. And it just seems like the Packers do not match that level of intensity. There's just sort of this laid back atmosphere. And it's, it's great to see, you know, a lot of times the, the Packers players and they're all fired up and you guys don't know what's coming and we're the best in football and all this stuff. And, but there are just times when it seems like it really just seems like it's up to the players to to decide whether or not they're going to show up you know it's it's not being led by the head coach it's not being forced it's not you know like like bill belichick where you're you're going to be here exactly when i say and do exactly what i say when i say how i say or you will be off this team it's sort of, here's the expectation, okay, now you know, and I hope you follow that. Because we, we do have games where guys just inexplicably are just not feeling it. And, and we've heard people like Devontae say, you know, guys aren't taking it seriously enough in the postseason. You know, I've been here before. Like, you know, I'm, he, he specifically talked about partying when you get into the, the, the postseason. You know, it's a big thing. Like, yeah, we made it. We're going to the this or that thing or whatever, and it's a big thing. And he's like... Dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm past that stage of, of getting all hyped up about going to the, the postseason. I've been there too many times. We need to stay focused. Why should you even have to say that? We got a real talented group of guys, but I don't know how many times I've said we're a, we are a better team on paper than what we put on the field way too often. And when you see, you know, the, the team as a whole work together as a unit, they're absolutely unstoppable, and we've seen that, but we just see it far too often. Far too often, guys just decide not feeling it today. Far too often. And you say, well, everybody has bad days. No, everybody doesn't have bad days. And there seems to be a correlation between the guys that put in the most work and the guys that have the least amount of bad days. Rashawn Gary doesn't have a lot of bad days. Devontae Adams doesn't have a lot of bad days. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a lot of bad days. Bakhtiari doesn't have a lot of bad days. Although sometimes these are the exact guys that I'm talking about that suddenly, when it matters the most, seem to just not be there. For some reason, they let their guard down in this game. And that's, that, that is just a lack of preparation. You know, I, I think back to that game against San Francisco. That was one of the ugliest and most embarrassing things I've seen. Especially the defense, the way that they just got picked apart. It was, it was so unbelievably humiliating watching that defensive line play. It was, it was pathetic. I'm talking about, you know, two times ago. Not this last time. That wasn't quite as embarrassing. You know, and it, it's really the same thing that I said about our special teams coordinator um, last year. The players are all coming to bat for him like, no, you know, it's, it's, it's not on him. Guys got to execute. I'm sorry, but that, that level of lack of preparation falls on the coach. And Malafleur does a great job all the time. The team is prepared. The team is fired up. They win games they're not supposed to win. They win almost all the games they are supposed to win. They win, they win, they win, they win, they win. No matter what is, no matter who's injury, uh, who's injured, the next guy steps up. Bakhtiari goes down. We still win. Devante goes down. We still win. Zadarius goes out. We still win. Jair goes out. We still win. All of our best players, not including Aaron Rodgers, all of them were going out, and we still found ways to win. Matt LaFleur does a great job. Incredible job. But there are times when it seems like the team just is not ready, they're not prepared, they don't care, and that should not be allowed to happen, especially in the postseason. And I don't know how that keeps happening, but it keeps happening, and that is a major indictment. And that has to fall on the head coach, and I don't know exactly what's going on. And yeah, sure, certain guys decide they're not going to play well or whatever the case may be. And of course, there were a lot of injuries, but that's no excuse. This has been every single year we've seen this. And you know, you got guys like Aaron Rodgers just suddenly deciding it's not my day. 
How does that happen? I'm sorry, but as the head coach, you got to make sure whatever it takes, these guys are in the right headspace. They are ready. They are prepared. They are comfortable so that when they get on the field, they know exactly what to do. They're not blindsided. They're not running for their lives and scrambling and nothing's going on, whether it's your, you know, a, a bad game plan or bad preparation or, you know, just not having players with, with the correct motivation to, to care enough, to prepare enough, whatever. All, whatever it is, that, that is a head coach function, a coaching staff function. So that needs to get figured out. And, and, and again, it's, it's hard to nitpick because vast majority of the time, that is not an issue. But the fact that it keeps showing up in the playoffs is problematic. You want to have one or two games in the regular season, fine. But we cannot win a postseason game to save our lives. And it's, all, it's, it, it's never because the team on the other side is so good. It's always because the Packers fall apart. Always. And I know that's always a lame excuse. It's, it's, you know, they didn't beat us, we beat ourselves. But nobody would even dispute that. Nobody would watch the last three playoff losses by the Packers and say, man, the, pla- the Packers put everything on the field. The team across from them was just way better. That is not the case. You watch this last year and you see Aaron Rodgers and you go, dude, he's playing like trash. The offensive line is playing like trash. You look at Tampa, same thing. Offensive line, Aaron Rodgers, defensive line, all playing like garbage. San Francisco, same thing. Defensive line decided not to show up. Offensive line decided not to show up. Aaron Rodgers running for his life. We can't run to save our lives. Nothing's working. Nobody's playing. Matt LaFleur is calling plays that do nothing. The game plan is garbage. The players are garbage. Everything is horrible. That can't happen. And I just don't get, I don't know how your worst performance shows up in the most important part of the year. I, I don't get it. You got the one really bad game early in the season, and then you get your postseason. It's like your first game and your last game are your worst games. And I just don't get it. Anyways, we are going to end the way that we always start with Mr. Tom Austin. He's going to ride us off into the sunset. Tom, give us your, uh, your afternoon questions. Good day, my Lord Schlitz. Hi. This is Tom Austin. And I got quite the bill for this third call. All right. So first up, talking about the TV shows, you know, you should watch. Yeah. I give you a couple options, and if you've seen them, watch them again because okay. these ones I'm giving you, they're great. Peaky Blinders. Are- um, fantastic show. I don't know why I keep taking these extended breaks and then forgetting it exists. I I, I binged like four seasons of Peaky Blinders. And then I took like three months off, and then I was like, oh, I forgot about that show. And then I binged another like two seasons, and I think I'm on like the final season. I don't know. I have no idea. But you're right, and I got to get back to that. My bad. Archer and Justified. Archer and Justified. Entertain you. Haven't seen it. All right. Next up. So I get pretty rowdy during Packer games in my house. And I like to host a couple people from time to time. And Please don't invite me to your house. They try and bring me down when I'm yep. trying to get all excited. So yep. uh, how do you evacuate people from your own house? Yeah. It's a nice way. You know, you can just kick them out, but let's let's try and do it a little nicer. Um, and then after that, uh, what would be a perfect day in the life of... Hold on. Um, sorry, I was reading text messages. I didn't cut that off in time. How do you evacuate people from your house? Um, well... <laughs> I, I won't use that analogy, but don't invite them over would be would be my thought. I, I get what you're saying. Um, there are, you, you got to watch Packer games with people that are like you. That's all there is to it. Um, the, the exception being if you have your family, like I, I can't kick my wife and kids out of the house. My son is very much like me, but he's almost, he's almost crazier than I am to the point where he kind of mellows me out because I'm just sitting there the whole game like, dude, chill, dude, 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 chill. But I mean, you, you if, if you're somebody that is, you know, going to be jumping up and down and anytime the Packers do anything, you're like throwing your hands up like, God, I'm so sick of this. You got to be with those types of people. And if you are not that way and you're generally a little bit more level-headed, you can't be with people that are super negative. And so I, you know, I, I know like my uncle is more negative than I am. It's hard to watch games with him because he's too negative. Most people are more positive than I am. I can't watch games with them either. And it's just, it's just not fun if you're jumping up and down, getting excited, and they're like, would you sit down or whatever? You know, it's just, it's, it, you need to invite people over 
that match your level of intensity, and not just intensity, but the same kind of energy, whether it's positive or negative, I fluctuate very wildly, very, very crazy excited when good stuff happens, and I am, I am the most negative fan in the history. I ban myself from using my phone and going on Twitter during Packer games because I want to just launch into a tirade. It'll be the first quarter, the first drive, and they'll go three and out, and I want to just go, yep, here we go, game's over. That's, that's where my head goes. If you're that guy, you got to be with those guys. You know, there, there can be some slight variation, you know, kind of balance yourself out a little bit, but you cannot, it's, it's the most frustrating thing in the world when you have people that are way too excited compared to you or just like bringing you down. Can't do it. The worst is people that aren't even Packer fans. But again, if that's your family, you can't kick them out. That was, that used to, oh, it was nothing worse than like when the Packers were losing or the Packers lost or whatever. And your wife walks in and she's like, how did it go? What happened? It's like, nothing. Nothing happened. Don't worry about it. Did they win? No, they didn't. Oh, what happened? I thought you said they were going to win. I th- it's like, you, oh, you don't even understand, do you? This is, this, is not, this is not the right thing to do, what you're doing right now. So that's my thing. Don't kick people out of your house. Select people to come to your house if you want anybody to come, and they need to be somebody that matches your intensity. Those are the people that get invited. And it, I mean, you can't tell me that it's like, well, I, I don't want to not invite people over because you're telling me you want to evict them from your house. I mean, it would be easier to just not invite them to than, you know, as far as damage to a relationship. I, as far as how do you evict them, though? I don't know, man. The only thing I could think is create an environment that they're going to want to leave. That's it. Because you, you can't, you, that's... You don't want to be that dramatic about it. Like, why don't you get out of my house? Never come back. So, you know, if they have a food allergy, you know, I mean, you could, you could make food that they're allergic to only. I mean, tell them about it. You don't want to, I'm not, I'm not suggesting you poison them so that they have to go to the emergency room, although that could be sort of like a plan B. But no, what I mean is you tell them, hey, I made a shellfish bar for, um, that's, what, that's all we're going to eat. That's all I have. And throw all your chips in the garbage, or at least hide them and pretend that you threw them all in the garbage. And then just kind of look at them with that dead stare that says, yes, I did this on purpose, so that they know that they're not welcome, but don't say it, because that would be rude. Maybe throw one bag of chips in the garbage so that they at least can go verify and be like, dude, he actually threw his chips out so that I have to eat shellfish. This is horrible. This is rude. And then they leave. Especially if it's like your buddy's girlfriend that came over, because then, then he's going to be all like protective. I can't believe you did that, dude. This is my girl. I love her. You know, you've been dating for like eight seconds and then, then they storm out. It's like, sweet, they're out of here, finally. But again, don't invite them over is the answer to that question. Pat Daddy. Huh? Next up is... <laughs> Google Translate for that sentence says Pet Daddy. But anyways. What songs just get you amped, get you going? Um, I think the next thing is another question. So what songs get me amped or get me going? It kind of depends. Um, I mean, different stages in my life, I've had different, like, amp-up music. I was that guy, like, out of high school, I was like, I was a seven-day-a-week, two-hour-a-day gym guy, and I had this MP3 player with headphones, and you know what kind of stinks now is I, I've got headphones, and I cannot make these things even remotely loud, but back in the day, these things would, like, blow your eardrums out, and I would crank these things all the way, and I would get so freaking amped up, and I'd be working out, and I'd be like making all this noise and everything. And you don't care because the music's there, and it's just like the whole thing. You just you're in your own world, and then like you'll be done with your set, and you take your headphones out, and you realize how quiet it is, and there's people like looking at you and stuff, and you feel stupid. I know, in at that time, and again, and again, it's all different genres and everything else. But there was one song back when I was like lifting my heaviest that got me super amped up, and it was uh, Motley Crue's "Wild Side." Again, every, every once in a while, there's like different songs that kind of get you, but there was like a, a version of the song. I think it was a live version. And it was always hard because there would be like the chorus and stuff. There's like a certain part that you want to lift to, and then there's the parts where it's like, I don't want it. So you're kind of waiting. You're trying to time it. Like, I, need, I should probably get going. It's been like, it's been like three minutes. I got I to gotta hit it here. But you got to get the right part of the song or it's not going to work. But there was a part in the song where you would say, F that. And then that was when it was like, all right, here we go. But uh, Motley Crue, Wild Side, you know, this one. Still gets me kind of jacked up a little bit. That's a good song. 
Something about Tommy Lee on those drums. That's a good song. By the way, if you listen to, uh, what's his name, the lead singer of this recently, it is the worst thing. Go on YouTube and find, I don't know the guy's name, but he's still going live. First of all, he's massively overweight, so he can't catch his breath. But I think he also, like a lot of these guys, they kind of ruin their voice. So that high pitch, he can't do it anymore. So he's trying to replicate that sound, and it just, it sounds like a dying animal. It is the worst thing. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. But he's just hopping around on stage. <laughs> and that sounds better than what he sounds like. I'm not even kidding you. Anyways, Tom, what else you got, man? And finally, yep. there's a pack of question. Look, more. No, yeah, it's a pack of question. <laughs> you have to give up one starter, not named Darnell Savage, hmm. and you can pick one player from the other NFC North teams to add to the Packers. All righty. The third call. I'll leave it to another day. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Um, sorry, this thing keeps going off. I tried to mute it, and it didn't work. Uh, mute tab. There we go. So that shouldn't happen anymore. So I've got to pick a player that's a starter and replace him with somebody else that's in the NFC North. Is that correct? I think that's correct. We're going to run with that. I mean, that's that seems easy. Let me double-check your question here. One starter, not named Darnell Savage, pick one player from the other NFC North teams to add to the Packers. I mean, my my immediate thought is I'm going to take Christian Watson and sub him out with Justin Jefferson, right? That seems pretty straightforward. Um, what other options are there? I wouldn't want to do running back or quarterback. Uh, tight end, there aren't really any good. Oh, we could do Hawkinson, but I don't I don't think I like that as much. I, I'll take I'll stick with Tunyon or whoever. Um, it's not as impactful as, as Christian or uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Sammy Watkins for Justin Jefferson. Um, offensive line is interesting. Frank Ragnow is a stud, but I'm not going to swap him with Josh Myers. Not because he's not better, but just because I don't want to. I don't really want to do the tackles because eventually we're going to have some good tackles there. So it would have to be a guard, and I don't know that there's any super stud guards in the NFC North that would be worth it. Um, defense, defensive tackles that are superstars. Vikings DTs are not super. They got some good run defenders, but no. Bears and Lions DTs suck. Edge rushers, tempting. Could just go get Zadarius, but I'd have to swap him for Preston. I don't know that Zadarius even better than Preston at this point. Same with the Neil Hunter, and I don't know how well he'd fit with our scheme. That's kind of the whole point of the issue, anyways. Um, Robert Quinn, I don't want. Aiden Hutchinson is interesting, but. I guess it depends what you mean by starter. Could I swap him out for like our, our third edge? Because he's going to play a bunch, but probably not. Probably won't let me do that. I'm not going to swap out corners, I don't think. Yeah, no, everybody else in the NFC North sucks. Um, safeties I can do, but I can't do Savage, so it's not even worth exploring that because I'm certainly not doing Amos. And I'm not doing linebackers. So yeah, I think it's Justin Jefferson. I think that's I think that was too easy. In fact, even you know put, put Darnell back in the equation, it's still Justin Jefferson. Although, putting Harrison Smith on the team next to Amos, that would be super dope. But um, yeah, I think that, I think that was I think it was pretty straightforward. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. You guys have yourselves a lovely night. Thank you for another night of absolute pure debauchery and absurdity. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye.